video games were made to be played. Don't play yours? We know some people who will. We are Get Well Gamers, a charity who take your unwanted video games and consoles to give to children's hospitals and wards across the UK. Donating is super easy. Just head over to our website, getwellgamers.org.uk, to fill out our online donation form. You've played the hero, now be the hero. to another brand new episode of the Pure Dead Gaming Podcast where myself, Jessica, Craig and Andy like to share and discuss all things gaming. This week some of the games we've been playing include One Military Camp, Lucky's Tale VR, Moss Book 2, Slipstream, House of the Dead Remake, Lego Star Wars, The Skywalker Saga, Cyberpunk and more. News this week includes version 1.0 of eFootball finally dropping this week. Max Payne 1 and 2 being remade, question mark. Another Tomb Raider game in the works and a lot more as well. You can of course keep up to date with all things Pure Dead Gaming by following us on our social channels including newly created TikTok channel at Pure Dead Gaming. And you can also join our Discord as well. If you like what you hear, then do make sure you subscribe on your podcast platform of choice. And if it's not too much trouble, leave a little review as it helps to support us as well. So, with that said, hello you two. Hello. Uh, How are we all good? I think I ate too much fish. (laughs) Are we going to have an incident in the recording studio? I'm sure I stay still. You're not really? going to shit yourself, are you? I can move my head. Just if I just don't move the rest of my body for a while, let it settle. Are we in the splash zone? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Possibly. Look. I would make it to the toilet, it's fine. I'd hope so. Well, you've got a laminated floor, so I can just you know, clean it up. I mean, this is the UK's number one gaming podcast. That rates things in pies. Uh huh. Right? We've got a, a reputation to uphold here. Do we? We don't eat the pies. <laughs> so as if, like, well, like, did you give that film a five? Yeah, there's your five pies. The eat them all. <laughs> oh, God, you'd be like rating every film a one. <laughs> Do you not? No. When you go home, I always eat however many pies I gave the film. Oh, I'm sure you do. I do! You go in and give that poor guy Greg's grief. Right, five cream, e- cream eggs sounds a bit more like it. Mm-hmm. Well, no. did you he sent the picture message to you as well, I yes, assume? Yes. Uh, I think, to be fair, Andy, you're a little bit to blame for this because you did suggest... It was his idea. You did make some sort of comment about putting a cream egg in the porridge and therefore that is and what that he just, did. He couldn't get it out of his head yeah. until he'd done it. I would, never, I would never have twigged to do it if you hadn't have said. I feel as if you would have twigged eventually. It was cracking, by Just the way. Just got you there sooner. Oh, it was God. really, really good. Disgusting. Because what I did was, so I sent you a picture once I'd cracked the cream egg open. See what you've done. And I put it in. You're it monstrous. Looked, it looked like a pair of tits. It was great. So I then covered it back over and put the lid back on it mm-hmm. so it would all the steam would stay in and that melted it. 
So then when I opened it, Steam does. So when I opened it back up, I was able to just stir it and mix it all in. It was delightful. Delightful. It tasted a bit like, you know how you get. I mean, obviously, it isn't rice pudding, but you know how you get those like kind of like. I get them in Porridge, and stuff like that. Like it's like rice eggs in them. It's like <laughs> it's like rice puddings, but it's like caramel rice pudding and stuff like that. It tasted like that. Oh, uh, really good. Uh, really good. Really good stuff. Definitely going to take your word for it. I'm not fucking eating that. There's absolutely no way that you're not going to be trying it. It might become a staple in the house, which is handy because I might need a staple <sighs> for my stomach. <laughs> I know, you need to watch what you're doing. You, you, is, it, is it a kilt you're going to try and fit into at the end of the year? Aye. Right. They come in different of, sizes. Yeah, yeah, but <laughs> not all at one time. You know what I mean? You're going to need to sort out what you're doing, what weight you want to be. And you're going to start having to make some changes, son. I'll be in peak physical condition. I don't you worry. very hard to believe. <laughs> you don't know what I'm capable of. Mm. Has any anything happened this week? I've not had any incidents. Um, I had a near death experience. All know. right, what happened? Um, I was on a zip line. And... Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is this for the kids at the park or something? Yeah, this so is good. it was Nathan's birthday, and um, he decided that he wanted to go to a climbing place with a, like that had like an aerial obstacle course. So that's what he wanted to do. Fine. Craig feigned injury of his back and he unfortunately was not able to per- participate. I didn't feign injury. I said, that's a terrible idea <laughs> because I'm held together by gaffer tape mm-hmm. and I will hurt myself. Mm-hmm. And I, of course, oh, am terrified of heights. So, Which is hilarious considering the whole thing is 40 foot in the air. Yeah. But obviously he was... We didn't want to just let him go by himself, albeit he was no. old enough to go by himself. Like you are allowed to, uh, but to you do want, it. It's experiences are better with other folk. Yes, exactly. So it was an experience um, because the he so he went first. The guy like flung him across the zip wire thing. Mm-hmm. Then I went, but Nathan like stood at the end and waited for me. Mm-hmm. So of course I'm, you know coming towards him and I'm like Nathan move I can't slow down <laughs> so like crashed into him on the other side oh, no. um, and by this point I realised the height that I was at mm-hmm. the discomfort I was then in and couldn't move I'm standing there trembling like not able to move so what was below you though? me J- just the ground and people having like a coffee the, aye yeah like the rest oh, so of you're the... just strapped in up there uh-huh. yeah when you not... first when you first walk in you look up and right at the top of the ceiling you can see people doing an obstacle course and they're just free hanging. Right. Terrifying. It's probably, it's either, I'd say 40 or 50 feet in the air. Mm-hmm. Yes. So you're, you're, you're all strapped in. Yeah. You're harnessed no, in You're not getting protection in the means of you can fall down into padding. It's no. all no. strapped in. Yeah. Right. Okay. Got you. Um, Obviously, the way, the way they do it is, so they put you on a rail and yeah, you're no. harnessed in. I've been to go uh, in, but it's imagine. Yeah. So yeah. technically, you could just ignore the obstacle course and sort of push yourself round without holding on to anything. Mm-hmm. But obviously when you are holding on and you're trying to do the thing, that doesn't necessarily come into your mind. Like you do feel like you would feel like and you could fall. Especially if you're scared of heights, it yeah. starts to mess with your decision making. A little bit. And of course, 
there's four other people now queued up behind me. Oh, no. And I'm like, I can't move. I can't do anything now. So the guy has to come and he's on a separate rail to everyone mm. else so that he can go past people. Yeah. So he comes along and he's like, right, if you just sit down. I said, I can't do anything. I'm too scared. <laughs> but meanwhile, Nathan, eight-year-old Nathan, is already halfway around the course. Like, he's not, a ca- not a care in the I'll way. I'll get you as a finished mummy. Uh-huh. Um, no ca- so no I basically just held on to the rope like attached me to the thing shut my eyes and then the guy had to pull me along <laughs> absolute embarrassment oh man it was and quite, it was quite funny this. you just sat I, back and I like felt bad see this. to be fair like when I was watching I having to get pulled along I felt <laughs> awful no you didn't know you were fucking laughing it was funny time. at first but then I started to feel bad uh, and then they had the wall as well you could, the wall you could climb oh, again yeah. you're, you're attached on you try that yeah uh, well, you, you, it's the same thing. You have to be in there to do ah. it, so I couldn't. But um, I was okay with that. You did but all right with that. I just didn't like. I went high. I was comfortable with, and then came back down. Aye. Nathan got to the top. Yeah, he did. But that was my experience. I shall not be going back anytime soon. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Don't uh, drag it up to anything. So over to you. I've I've been very well behaved. Whose job have you sacrificed this week for your fucking antics? No one's the only thing. Ugh, I mean, there is a couple of things that have happened, but I can't even think. <laughs> like, I'm not gonna I'm I'm not gonna try and claim the week the week was without incident because let's be honest, something probably happened. But uh, the only thing I can think of was today I posted a picture of it in the Discord, but like it wasn't my fault. I know, I know a lot of them start this way. They all start that uh, sentence. But I was, at, so I was at a junction and there was cars going by and one the person, so I was turning left and the person that was coming from mm-hmm. the right had slowed down and flashed me to go out. Mm-hmm. So I was like, all right, okay, it happens all mm-hmm. the time. I pulled out and then after I pulled out, I realised that I was like two cars back from a hearse that oh, was obviously no. on the way to oh, no. a burial. And I looked in the mirror and I could see behind me that that person was obviously going to the funeral as well. So oh. it was like a line of people going to the funeral. They didn't and know me going, though. And me in my van in the oh, middle well. of them. You're in your van, yeah. <laughs> Which I was like mortified. But to be fair, the person flashed me to go in. They stopped and flashed and told me to go in. So they obviously didn't. It's not like like I instantly remember that episode of In Between Us yeah. when he's in the yellow car. I instantly was like, oh, oh fucking hell man. <laughs> but the guy had flashed me to go in. So it wasn't like yeah. I'd just budged my way out of it and I but still felt a bit shy about, <laughs> about it to be honest. Um but I know I've been well behaved. I've been a good boy. I've been a good boy. Mm-hmm. I've been reading a lot this week about like the PSVR two. Oh, he's really grown up. I know, doing well. I was listening to it's a guy. It's Moore's Law is dead, uh, and he was talking about. We actually spoke about this a couple of months ago, and it sounds like he's got some inside knowledge, and it sounds like this might be happening. But I don't know if you remember one of the times when we were talking about PSVR two. I can't, it was maybe me that brought it up, but we were saying about how like what would be a good way for Sony to like bring it more into the mainstream and i think i was talking about that guy who's got the youtube beardo benjo and he does a lot of like videos on mods that have modded games to be vr when they're not normally yeah. and so what this moore's law guy was saying 
I think his name's Tom. He was saying that apparently Sony, this is this is Sony's approach. So they mm-hmm. instead of going to say Rockstar and going, we'll give you fucking three hundred million to make a VR game. They're instead going to all these developers and going, can we pay you to make a VR mode for the game you're making anyway? So instead of like spending all this money and they maybe won't make back on a VR specific game, they're trying to make as many games that are coming out as possible VR enabled. And to me, that sounds like such a better idea. Mm -hmm. It's so much less risk as well. And I mean, I'm not technical enough to know how to do it, but if people on PC are putting out random patches that make games that aren't VR, VR enabled, then it's probably not that difficult for a full development studio to do it. You would think. Well, I mean, if it's if one guy's managing to put out patches, then if you've got a full team, so mm. like, I, I think that's definitely a way to go. Mm. And then you can have like Resident Evil Eight. You just oh, it's VR as well, and like all these games are coming out anyway, so it builds up the library faster. I think it's a good idea, mm-hmm. and it sounds like they might be going that way, mm. which would be cool. I was surprised when we were in game at the weekend, game the store, like that it was had- still about. <laughs> that they had like obviously displays of PlayStation Five games, and just looking at the shelves, I was like, I can't actually believe you know a year and a half down the line how many PlayStation Five games there were, and I don't know why. There was a lot actually. I, don't know I why was I surprised by it. like there to be less, but I don't know. I just feel like it's still relatively new, but there's tons of games on it. But I suppose a lot of them are just upraised from. Yeah, a lot of them is like a PS5 and a PS4 version, yeah. same with like Xbox and stuff. Yeah. But yeah, there was. I, I thought it was quite a big section, bigger than I was expecting, because I'm never in these shops anymore. I mean, it's still, it still is like, got, it's got to the point where half of it's like toys and stuff now. Yeah. Like, half of every mm. game store is like Pokemon cards and pop figures. They've had to expand to try and get money, I suppose. They're trying desperately yeah. to stay afloat. <laughs> There's a wee store in uh, Kamarnock. I think it's in the. What's that? I forget the name of it, but you know how the the mall, Kelly, the mall that's near the bus station, mm-hmm. that that one. I forget what it's called. Uh, Burns, oh, it's Burns Mall. That's what it's called, right. Burns Mall. Um, there's a wee convenience store in there, right? And the guy sells randomly, like uh, up the top shelves and that big dolls and stuff like that. So he's got a big chucky doll. And it's like five hundred pound or something. Is this like two or three doors down from Greg's? Aye, aye, I know yeah, the one yeah. you mean. Um, but it was just like I looked at it one day and I went, "Oh fuck, that says five hundred pound," and it's just sitting there, it's like about like a couple of feet tall. It's quite big and yeah. detailed and everything, and it's got loads of extras with it. But there's loads of stuff like that in mm. the shop as well. You know what mm. I mean? It's like almost a. A convenient shop slash toy store. Yeah. The amount of stuff that's in it. If you're from Kelly, <laughs> nip in. See, we've not actually spoken about it in the podcast, but obviously there's that retro game shop as well that's out in Stewarton. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the most ridiculous places I've ever been into in my life. Yep. In Stewarton? Aye. What retro place? There's a, it's out near a farm and it's a retro gaming shop and they have fucking everything. What, it like is out a in, out gold in its mine. Uh-huh. It's What's unbelievable. It 
They've got brand new sealed nezzes, snezzes. They've got like boxes full of games. <laughs> boxes full of games. They've got like unopened Dreamcasts. They've got it's the Do most you know ridiculous retro shop I've ever seen in my life. For, forgotten Worlds, it's called, and it's out near a farm. It's like a retail, like a kind of what would you call it? An uh, industrial unit. Yeah, an industrial yeah. unit. Yeah. Uh, it's, what a weird place to have it. I know. I think he does most of his business online, the guy, but it's it's easily the most impressive retro game shop I've ever seen in my life. Oh, ever. Yeah, it's quite cool. It's got loads of comics and we... It's got everything. What do you call them? The things you guys like? The pump fork? The... Pump fork. <laughs> pump fork. Pop figures. Pop the figures. Pump. <laughs> the pump fox. But he's got like... So he's, he's even got like boxes and boxes of like loose Nintendo games, Nintendo 64 mm. stuff. Mm. I've never seen anything like it in my life. It's insane. Forgotten Worlds presents a variety of products required by its customers and works to keep its inventory in a recent and rich state. I've, eh, that's it. I'm sorry, I thought it was more, but that was really it. I would recommend anyone checks it out though. It's absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, it's going to be some of the pictures. It looks pretty insane. Mm-hmm. It's a must. Cool. A must to check out. Yeah, I, if I'm going for a wee drive one day, which I usually do in my days off, I think I'll try and remember this. Mm-hmm. Aye, go by. Definitely. Take your wallet with you. <laughs> well, there was a guy at my work. So the first time I went into the shop. Uh, I was I was heading I was it was a Saturday and I was working and I went on my lunch break as of before I was going to my next job so I went in there and like twenty minutes later I bumped into this guy he's an older guy in his fifties and he was like oh what have you been up to and I said I just came for this retro game shop it's mad and I expect him just to be like all right and walk away but he was mm-hmm. like what retro game <laughs> shop he's like my my grandson loves retro stuff what's this <laughs> and so I told him about it and he's like oh I need to go there I need to go there but two weeks later I saw him and he shouted me across the yard he's like oh you £150 that cost me that trip and I was like I fucking told you to take your wallet with you and he's like Jesus Christ man it was fucking amazing but 150 quid. and he says we're going back this weekend I was like well that's what happens I didn't tell you it'd be cheap <laughs> yeah uh, I'd like to like I don't know why, but I'd like to like like get like some old magazines or like old gaming manuals and stuff like that. Mm, he's got stuff like that as well. Yeah. Stuff like that would be cool. Yeah. Uh, I so see that so that Moore's Law guy. He was also talking about about like the PSD emulations. Obviously, this has been like hot button topic since PlayStation announced that PlayStation Plus and the fact that it's still going to be all streaming. Mm-hmm. And so apparently, according to him. Sony do have backwards compatibility working to an extent. So what happened, and this does make sense, so when PlayStation 3 came out, they used that cell processor, which is different than pretty much every other console, and it was a complete bastard, apparently, to develop games for. So what happened was every developer pretty much found a different way to manipulate the cell processor to make their games work. So the way Naughty Dog did it was different from the way Rockstar did it. The way Rockstar did it was different from Sony Santa Monica. Like Everyone did it in a different way. So the problem Sony have is that it's not that they can't get an emulator to play a PS3 game. 
it's that they pretty much need a different emulator to play every single game. Mm-hmm. So, like, see with, like, a, a PlayStation 1, a SNES, a Mega Drive, you make an emulator and then you can play any of the games on it. Yeah. Whereas with this, you need to build an emulator for a specific game well, and then why? you need to build another emulator for another one. Never heard of that before. It's because of the cell processor. Like they just yeah, every yeah. every every studio used it differently. Mm. Um, so this is the issue they're having. They're basically having to make a new emulator for every one of them. And of course, that's additional time, additional cost. And, Aye. Yeah. So apparently, they do have a, a chunk of them working, but it's just Sony still doesn't see it as a priority, mm. and this is why it's not happening fast enough. And it seems like they almost want to have the whole thing working before they do it, which seems daft to me. Because like, see, if you look back, like what Xbox did was they would release. They were like, oh, at first when they announced it, I think there was like eighty titles were backwards compatible, and then about six months later, they were like, oh, we've got another twenty games, and they kept doing that up until like last yeah. year. Remember they added like Max Payne three last you'd year. Be fine waiting for them. Uh, there was like another 40 games so why not do it like that? Yeah, and just be, like, feed them out. Start, yeah. It would still build up yeah. hype for people oh, to be like oh, yeah. oh what's the next 20 games this so year? You can play them all at the one time. Yeah. Aye. So, you, could, you could have fans voting what's the next game you want to see we'll mm. do that one next and stuff like that but I don't know. Why are we not in charge? <laughs> it's so stupid they could turn it into such a positive for themselves. Mm. Some decisions do seem basic that you wonder is there something else behind the scenes that stops it happening? Mm. Because a decision like that seems to so be obvious. Obvious. Uh, ah, exactly. I think as well though that there's probably like Sony, I know this is a bit stereotypical, but like they are not greedy, but Sony do they are very bottom line focused. Mm. And I wonder if like I don't know, so see when it, most companies I know, should be. They should be, I so like when it came to like I don't know like the Uncharted trilogy is on PS4 and PS5 and that was they were PS3 games. So I wonder if it was like they started off trying to make that work on an emulator, but they spent so much time on it that they were like, "No, nah, we need to sell this as a package," and so they did. Mm. And so mm. each time they're doing this, they're spending that much time on it that they're like, "No, nah, we need to make money off of this. How release it, release it as a collection." Yeah. And so there's maybe something to do with that. Um, but uh, it's good to know that it, like. As I think it was Jeff Grubb told us last week, it is being worked on, which was fucking mm. non-reach of the century. Mm. But it looks like it, it is coming. It's just coming slowly. Very slowly. Did any see this uh, demo for Gex Jr.? Do you not remember the game Gex? It rings a bell. From PS1, he was like a little lizard. He was like a 3D platformer. It does ring a bell. Well, apparently last week, I I, I watched the video, but this game was never announced, but they were making a Gex Jr. game. And so no one even knew. It was never announced. No one even knew it existed. And then like a week or so ago, footage of it just appeared online, like a playable demo. I think you can actually download it and play it. They were like, so it obviously got to the stage where they had even created this thing, mm-hmm. but then it just never came out. And it's just, it's so cool seeing like little bits like that. Like, I think you can actually download the demo and play it, which is, I don't know, like, it, Gex wasn't exactly the biggest thing going. No, I've but, looked it up and I did recognize it. Yeah. So yeah. But like, just being able to play that so many, like, it's almost like it was almost lost to time, but now mm-hmm. you can actually like look and play it. Like, I just. There's so many things. Like if you think back to when we we're talking about, they had six playable hours of Bully Two, mm. and 
what was that game? I remember we watched like a video of like, I don't know, five, ten games that were never released and there was some cool shit in there and what? you're just like, oh, I want that. There was one like eight Eight days. Eight days. Yeah. Aye, that game, Eight Days, like apparently that was quite far along, but then it just never got released. Mm-hmm. And you're like, that code exists somewhere. Yeah. Like, I would love for oh, them just to what put was it. That about eight days? It was supposed to be a PS3 exclusive. I remember showing you the video of it. It looked like a kind of GTA set piece type game. Uh, yeah, uh, and even to this day, when you watch it, you're like, some of that animation and explosions and stuff were cool as fuck. But like, I would just love if they went, right. It might not. It might crash. It might not work perfectly. But we're going to put this out. We'll put it out as a package and PC. You can try it if you want. Yeah. Because what? Why not? It's sitting there doing absolutely uh-huh. and <laughs> Like there is someone has six hours of bully too. Mm. That's just sitting there that they're never going to release. Mm. Like why not just put it out and just be like, look, you can fuck about it if you want. Mm. Why not? We spent two years making this before abandoning it. You may as well have a shot of it. I'd love if that like happened. There I must mean, be I so many like, cool things like that. You can, I don't know, based on user feedback, then they can gauge and go. Actually, there is a really high demand for this. Folk love it. Like plow mm. money, you know, and they can probably get the investment that they then need to finish it. And well, stuff. You, you can like, do the payment model. Like, like people will pay for stuff sometimes if they feel it's a value. So, like, you could because Radio Radiohead released an album and they just went, just pays what you think it's worth. And people did pay them substantial money for it. Some people, yeah. some people took it for free. Some people gave them hardly anything. Some people gave them what they thought they would have charged in the first place. So they still made money from it. Yeah. I mean, you get a lot of like donateware, like software products mm. that you know they're free, but yeah, know, someone has made it for free for you, so it's good to donate and stuff. Like, yeah, same with this podcast, might I add. We do this free of charge if you want to donate some money. I get on the PayPal, head lads. Head our way, get on the PayPal. <laughs> See, also, just when I was thinking about that, uh, Gex Jr., I just want to point out that the game's called Gex, right? G E X, Gex. It's not Jex, right? It's Gex. So, see these fuckers that call a gif a jiff. <laughs> Same energy. Is that, are they getting the bin worthy? I think they are. Yeah. Anyone that says jiff instead of gif. Yeah. Because okay. I've just proved it with gex, not yeah. jacks. <clears throat> the guy that created that died long ago. Did he? Yeah. He said jiff, didn't he? No, the guy that created the. What's the, what's the one that's the popular one that's gif? Aye. But um, that's what I'm saying, that some people call it a gif. Yeah, but it's a gif. That is a gif. He, uh, he passed away. Pour one out for the homie. Mm. I'm not putting him in the bin. I'm putting anyone that says gif. And I think he actually did say gif. So he got his. <laughs> How dare he die. <laughs> so what's everyone with Clint? That inside game again. It must be near the end of it. Ah, it's not that long. Yeah, it must be. Yeah. Playing small really, bits. Yeah, I've not really played an awful lot of it though. I've stole the I've stole the switch a few you days. Have. That's been my issue. Aye. I've went mm. to play it because I'm off work this week and the switch was moved to mm. the She picked up there. Yeah. Mm. Nah, I took it and I never yeah. had a chance to even play it. 
married, let's say. I had good intentions. Yeah. Okay. I feel like, because I'm at home with the kids, I feel like I can't really play cyberpunk because it's a bit, you know, Aye. gunny and I don't want them seeing that. So. Mm. It's more than a bit gunny, it's a bit nudie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that too. Yeah. <laughs> Mum, what's a brain dance? <laughs> what about you, Andy? Cyberpunk. More brain dances? And I did play Formula One. Ah, how's that? The new one. It's good. Um, I don't think you can say much about the Formula One games. Ah, that's true. Yeah, it's just good. That is it, what it is, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> it handles well. It plays the way you want it to play. It's got all the proper licenses. And this year they've chucked in a story mode, which is quite cool because like you do your story bit and then it kind of like puts you... doesn't look start right, right do a full race. It's like, right, here's some drama between you and this guy, and now you're stuck behind him in a race with eight laps to go. Ah, past cool. Him. It's kind of like that, wee scenarios. So it know. sets up like kind of set pieces almost, kind yeah. of like it's, it's the, the way FIFA used to do with... Yeah, with uh, the... I know exactly what the fuck was that called? The World Cup with the different scenarios. We, it's cool. It's, cool. it's a cool way of doing it, rather than just saying, right, there's a full career. Because you can go and do a career mode. Hmm. But this is a bit different yeah that sounds quite cool and it handles pretty good and stuff like that oh it handles amazing Uh, I I like Formula 1 though so um, I can sit and play a race out you know what I mean because I enjoy it yeah if you don't enjoy Formula 1 it's not for you Uh, it's a totally different type of racing game you know what I mean it's endurance yeah so if you want something like more actiony horizon and Stuff like that. Yeah. Aye. You've not played any of them in a while because you no. you were quite big into Formula One. You'd probably quite like it. Largely influenced by my dad, who every yeah. weekend would make me watch it. That's <laughs> so, true. Um, but yeah, I've not. I've not played. I guess it's become quite big news well because there's that program on Netflix. Yeah, it's called Drive to Succeed. Yeah, it's really really good. I mean, I I started watching that. And I've always kind of liked Formula One, but then this is. Like increased my passion for it a mm. little bit because you see all the behind the scenes stuff and how it actually it's goes. Is it a documentary based ah, on it's each season? Like a, yeah, each season, like mm. eight or ten episodes, mm. and they'll follow every type of guy and all the backstage drama and all that kind of stuff that goes on. Mm. And there's a lot of stuff that goes on. Yeah, yeah. It's really cool. It's interesting that actually, because I'd listened to a podcast and they were talking about how since that documentary started, that the viewership of Formula One in America has tripled. Yeah, it's worth watching, even if you don't think you're a F1 fan. The program's worth watching. Yeah, um, you don't need to get into F1. Mm-hmm. You can just watch this. Cool. It's really entertaining. Nice. I'm gonna check that out. Uh, I've been playing a few different things as usual. I got sent a preview build of a game. So last week, I don't think we covered it in the news, but Two Point Campus got delayed. The So the follow-up to Two Point Hospital, yeah. it's been delayed until August, August the 9th. Uh, it was set to come out next month. It's still going to be Game Pass Day 1, but... Uh, just fine-tuning. Aye, they obviously just need more time. Like, I don't know. It seemed like the one game that maybe wasn't going to get delayed, but it's been delayed, so. There's a lot of, I guess, moving parts in a game like uh, that. It's yeah. very... 
needs a lot of polish, I think. Based and scenario based, so yeah, kind of. A lot like, of uh, testing needs mm-hmm. to go into make sure everything's mm-hmm. yeah doing what it should do. I would say so. I but so in the meantime, uh, there's another game by a small developer uh, called One Military Camp. Okay. And so the. Um, the publishers reached out to us and said, would you like a preview build of the game on PC? And it's just like a short demo, but it was, I think it was originally shown to people at GDC. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, yeah, definitely looks looks cool. It looks very much like um, Two Point. Like it's maybe a little bit, I don't know, Two Point has that nice sort of like rounded edges almost. I can't, I don't know the yeah. best way to put it. This is a little bit more, I don't know, a little bit more low res, but not by much. Uh, and it's really fucking cool. Like, it's almost a mix of... So you set up a military camp, and it's almost like a, a a builder where you're building up this military camp. You've got to build up all the different stations and recruit soldiers, different stuff like that. Um, but it's also got, like, a tactical element to it as well because once you build up all these guys, you then have to... You can go into, like, a map and choose if you want to take over another area and stuff like that so it's almost adding like i don't the demo didn't go long enough for me to see if you actually follow through on the combat or if it's just a case of you build up what you think is a strong enough army and then you say invade this bit and it's oh you've been successful or oh no you haven't i don't know if you actually get to play through it that was when the demo ended but uh, the demo i played was only about maybe 25 minutes and it took you through like a tutorial how to do everything uh, and you would build up, you had to build up like army barracks and then you had to set up like training schedules and stuff like that. But Sounds you, like Command and Conquer? Yeah, it did have like elements of Command and Conquer and stuff like that in it. So you're pretty much looking at like a sort of two point hospital style setup where you have to build up your whole like camp. Mm-hmm. Uh, you even get to make up the training drills, you get to make up the obstacle courses, all this mm-hmm. sort of stuff. Uh, and then after that, yeah, you are trying to invade different places and things like that. Looks really cool, really promising. I'm not sure. It doesn't have a release date yet, but it is scheduled to come out this year. So I would definitely say keep an eye on that one. Um, we've been looking at Lucky's Tale VR, which is fucking awesome. It's really cool. It's Lucky's Tale came to Xbox, I think, first a few years ago. It's on Game Pass, then it ends up coming to PlayStation. I think it's pretty much never. It's like a 3D mascot platformer. Pretty cool, pretty fun. It's awesome in VR. It's so, so cool. You are you just are like a kind of floating head, and it's very kind of Astrobot-esque and really, really fun. The only thing I would say is that, like, so graphics are really cool. It looks really good, runs really well, but... You know how in Crash Bandicoot and stuff like that, where there would be a point in each level where you could go into like a bonus area and it would just be like a, a sort of small run where you could get like lots of extra apples or whatever. Mm-hmm. Each level in this has that. When you go into that, you see a smaller version of Lucky. And in that moment, it looks even better than it normally does. And so because of that, you end up wishing that it was all like that. <laughs> like, even though it looks cool the whole time, it's super cool in that moment. And um, Just when you that bit's super, really small. Is it called Super Lucky's Tale? I thought it was Super Lucky's Tale. So there was a Lucky's Tale, then a Super Lucky's Tale on 
Xbox, and they were pretty much the same game. I think it was just a more refined version of okay. it. Whereas this is like a, it's the same character, but it's this is games built for VR. And it's a, new, it's not like a VR version of a previous game. It is a brand new. I know it's definitely separate. Game. Okay. Yeah, as far as I'm aware, it's like a long time since I played Lucky's Tale. So that's cool. Definitely recommend checking that out. Played more Moss Book too. Same as as last week's. Just fucking brilliant. Really, really cool. Um, it's been see to be honest, like I don't know. I feel like PSVR for a long time was just like in the back burner, mm-hmm. and like that's two games now in the space of two weeks that are fucking brilliant, which is good. What's not good is when there is sunshine, because Aye, they cannot that's a play fucking it issue. when there's sunshine. I know. Well, I can't remember what the error message was, but it's like it's too bright in this room. You're like, well, I can't fucking turn the sun off, can I? <laughs> I spent ages. I spent about an hour pulling out the whole fucking unit and having the PSVR set up permanently again mm-hmm. in that bloody conservatory. Mm-hmm. And now twice I've had a day off, and I've tried to play it and it won't let me. And we're now coming into weather where it's going to be dark for about four hours a day, so that's going to become an issue. Hey, a little bit more Lego Star Wars. It's brilliant it's really really good it's just funny uh it's very addictive just going about smashing the shit out of everything picking up as many coins as possible and it's just the way they, the way they do storytelling the lego games like it's just really good really good uh i think a lot of people have picked that up so i don't need to say too much about it uh played more slipstream that's the retro racer kind of snes style arcade style brilliant we'll have a review up for that soon uh, if you like old school racers, you'll definitely enjoy it. It's difficult, but it's it's really fun. And the last thing is House of the Dead remake on Switch, which came up with the weirdest fucking thing ever. The first time you start it up, it comes up and asks you if you want to play it in performance mode or not. And I've never seen that from a Switch game in my fucking life. Oh, on a Switch game, no. I mean, you get it all the time now on Xbox or PlayStation. Do you want performance mode or do you want graphics mode? Mm -hmm. Spoiler alert, there's not a fucking graphics mode on the Switch. (laughs) Like, there's just fucking not. But, so I was like, just ticked it and was like, yes. (laughs) What the fuck's going on? And I've spoke to a few other people that were like, yeah, that really fucking leaped off the page of me as well. So I don't know what the fuck that's about. But it's just, it's exactly what you remember from House of the Dead. It's like an unreal shooter. And it's fun. It's I mean, it's good fun. It's hard, though. I mean, the things come at you fucking fast. But uh, it is fun. Like, good. There's not... A, I was hoping for a touchscreen option mm. where you could just, like, almost whack a mole with a touchscreen. <laughs> but it doesn't let you do that. Uh, there is an option so you can play with one Joy-Con or you can use Gyro. But I've just been using the analog stick so far. But it's, it's good fun. So that's worth checking out as well. Lots of games, as always. Oh, the games. Mm-hmm. be hard to do a gaming podcast without playing games, I suppose, so... That's true. <laughs> but not impossible. Not impossible. As long as you go to Greg's every day. <laughs> shit will happen. <laughs> I had to laugh, actually, seeing what, when you were talking about Andy about that uh, Chucky doll. And uh, I didn't even think when I was like, is that the one that's three doors down from Greg's? <laughs> I've literally been in that Greg's about three times in my life. I know that made me sound really bad. Like, that's not what I meant. It's just the only point of reference I had. 
Okay, so alongside this podcast, we also have puredeadgaming.com, which is our website where we publish all our reviews and all sorts of other stuff. New content this week, Craig. Do share. Uh, coming soon, Kay Pedersen's going to have a PlayStation review for Lawn Mowing Simulator. Uh, I had a, a wee bit of a chin wag with uh, <laughs> the developer on Twitter about that. That was quite embarrassing. Uh, someone had messaged, someone had said something about Lawn Mowing Simulator, and I'd replied to them saying, uh, it's actually not, what was it? It's surprisingly not terrible. And then the developer had seen that and replied saying, we'll take surprisingly not terrible. And I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> To wow. clarify, I was like, I actually found it fun when yeah. I listened to the podcast. But uh, yeah, so that's coming soon. Uh, and I just want to talk a wee bit about this just now. We're not doing much with it at the moment, but we're going to add in a retro corner uh, going forward. It's not something that will necessarily be there every week, but just if we want to dip into some retro stuff, have a look at different stuff. There's now, at this point, like retro gaming's becoming huge. Like with the Switch building up like a library of old games, including like NES, SNES, N64, PlayStation's about to start doing this backwards compatibility stuff. Xbox does lots of backwards compatibility. It just seems like a good idea to like maybe I don't know. It doesn't like I say it doesn't necessarily need to be every week, but take a look at like an old developer or an old game or mm. something like that. I just remembered a dream I had. Oh god. And um I can't remember where it was, but I brought you back 50 Cent Blood in the Sand because I found it somewhere. I found it and I, I, I bought it for you, but it didn't actually happen in real life, so sorry. Do you know how disappointing that story is? <laughs> Do you know how fucking demoralising that story is? This is what the kind of shit I've got to put with. I've said it out loud, it'll come true, maybe. Well, if you put some fucking effort in, it could, aye. So not, there must be a Father's Day or something coming up, is there? June. June? You can get me an early Father's Day present. <laughs> but yeah, so just, uh, uh, I was having a think about it. Like, some people disagree, but I, th- I would say anything from the Wii 360 PS3 backwards at this point would count as retro. Right, so... Enough. So I think we'll, inc- we'll include anything from that kind of backwards. And I'm looking forward to it because I, I want to have a look at some old stuff. Mm. So it's just an introduction to that section. We'll, we'll probably, I'll have something next week. We shall indeed. But for now, let's move on to this week's news. News, news. I was believing the news. We are bringing you the news. With your digging team. So first up, Remedy has announced it will be remaking PlayStation 2 Classics Max Payne and Max Payne 2 The Fall of Max Payne for PlayStation 5 in partnership with Rockstar Games. The two remakes will be shipped as a single product with the project currently in the quote concept development stage. Remedy will use its proprietary Northlight game engine and production is being funded by the Grand Theft Auto maker. The budget for the game is said to be the same as a typical Remedy AAA production. First released on PC in the summer of 2001, the first Max Payne made its way to PS2 six months later. Its successor, The Fall of Max Payne, followed just two years later in the December of 2003. Fans then had to wait a whole nine years for Max Payne 3 to come along in 2012. 
What's your thoughts on this? I love Max Payne. Mm-hmm. So, initially, really excited. <laughs> I am, I'm annoyed with myself because the bloody Max Payne 3s went back up. It was in that sale for like £2 or something. Ah, I had a message about it, didn't I? I know you did, but then I just forgot about it. Ah. And it's back up to like oh. £25 or something. It'll go down again. Uh, hopefully. I need to bring that back for you, but yeah, I, Max Payne is awesome. Yeah, it's it's really cool. Like, I, I don't, it's tough. Like, so initially, I was like, when you first hear it, I was like, oh, that's fucking awesome because I love Max Payne. But then I was thinking about it more, and I'm like, ah, one, stop fucking announcing stuff so early. Mm. Yeah, concept development stage sounds very early. Fucking early, uh, does yeah. it? The project really does. Yeah. <laughs> and if they're talking about making like a AAA budget kind of thing, you're talking four or five years. Yeah. Like, it's good to know it's coming, but at the same yeah. point, like... They've not even made up the mind yet if he's got hair or if he's bald. <laughs> <laughs> and they're talking about releasing the game. Jesus. But it's you're not. But it's right. not just that. So, like... For a while, like Remedy were known has been pretty slow at releasing games, and mm. they've now got six games in production. So they've got a sequel to Control. They're making Alan Wake Two. Oh, that'd be awesome! Aye, they're making Max Payne and Max Payne Two, which I think is going to come as one se- one release, but it's still a fucking. I mean, it's at least the work of one game. They have another game with 505 that's not been named yet. They have a project with Tencent. Uh, so, like, ah, they've got six things on the go here. I mean, we say four years, but it could be... I mean, you could be talking PS6. <laughs> like, they're not that big a studio. If they're trying to make a sequel to Control and a sequel to Alan Wake just now, like there's a chance that they won't even start making this until after those two games are out. And neither of those games are coming out this year. So, what are you talking about? Maybe starting to make this in 2024? So, that could be 2028. Like, so, I don't know, it is exciting. And you're like, yes, Max Payne, fucking geese it, inject it. But at the same point, when? Fucking miles away. Seems strange that they're taking on so many things at once. Okay, the wait for Stray continues, but a new rating in South Korea suggests that release date news could finally be coming our way. The PlayStation 5 and PlayStation 4 cyberpunk-styled adventure game developed by Blue 12 Studio and published by Annapurna is currently only listed as a 2022 release. Possum news. Really? Yep. Really? Yep. (laughs) Everything you see this looks cool. Like you don't you don't get to play as a cat often. No, so true. it could be cool. And I don't know. It doesn't seem like it's it's obviously gonna be like a very indie game. So if I was them, I'd want to put it out like May, June, July, mm. not next to all the big titles. Yeah. So it makes sense. I think it I think it's probably right enough. Like these when these ratings show up it usually means they're not too far off. So Hopefully, see it soon. It's been. It feels like the game's been getting shown off for about six yeah, years. Gonna, yeah, but we did see recent like gameplay footage, didn't we? At one of the last day of plays. I'm sure it was shown at something recently. Yeah. I. 
Okay, next up, it seems as though the next chapter in EA's long-running Need for Speed street racing franchise may be set to release on current-gen consoles only. Talking on the latest episode of his new show, Grub Snacks, the big dog, the head of the table, Jeff Grubb, said, quote, If you are a Need for Speed fan who has bought a next-gen console, here's some news. It's next-gen only. We are shifting to next-gen only. That's it. Pretty much, but I thought it was funny because I think it was like two weeks ago, Dave had recommended anyone that says next gen two years into the <laughs> life cycle should go in the bin. Mm. So he's just fucking earned his spot in the bin again this week. Mm. Uh, it seems, I mean, he's probably right. I don't know. Seems strange though. Like EA are well known for holding on to old generations as long as they can. Like, you can guarantee FIFA will still be coming out on PlayStation 4 and Xbox One four years from now. Well, EA Sports. Nah. Whatever it's going to be. Yeah, so, uh, I don't know. It's a wee bit surprised. I would have thought that they would have made it for everything they can. But it's exciting if they do, because then they'll, they'll be able to use the technology better. So, yeah. Strange that they haven't announced it as well. Like, there's no even announcement that there is a Need for Speed this year. So, on one hand, you've got Remedy, who half the studio might have died of natural causes before Max Payne 1 and 2 comes out, and then Need for Speed potentially due out in five months, and it's not even been announced. Yeah, let's take what Jeff Grubb says with a pinch of salt, shall we? Pearls of Baking is getting a fully-fledged remake inspired by the 16-bit era of Super Nintendo. Predictably renamed Super Perils of Baking, the throwback outing has been effectively remade with a storybook plot. Developer Lilymo Games plans to release the game on June 3rd on PlayStation, Xbox, Switch and PC. A native version was also in development for PlayStation Vita before Sony unceremoniously took the handheld out back and shot it. Yeah. Yeah, it's quite cool. This it's like a, it's almost like a kind of Super Mario style 2D platformer. But the like the original was really well received, and this is the one. So it's made by Lilymo Games, and it's co-owned by Colin Moriarty. So oh, he's okay. obviously right into like the trophy ecosystem and stuff like that. So he went and got. I know you're not into trophies, Andy, but you'll probably know this guy, Brian, the PS5 trophies YouTube. Like they do a lot, he does lots of guides and stuff like that for different games. So he went. I'm not being funny, but no, I don't. Do you know what? Most like most folk know him, even if they don't like trophies, just because he does a lot of guides on how to do stuff in games. And so he's he actually went to him and got him to consult on the trophy list, like because he's really he thinks he's like the trophy list important. And so he's done something that's pretty cool. So it's going to be, the game's going to be like $10. And with that, you see this with a lot of games, you get the PS5 and the PS4 version for one. Mm-hmm. Now, to my knowledge, it's always been the trophy list would be identical. But what he's decided to do is the PlayStation 4 version, he says, will have an attainable platinum. So it's not like it'll be like a shitty platinum. It's not going to be totally easy, mm-hmm. but it won't be fucking throw your controller off a wall hard like you'll just need to do everything to get it it's not gonna be that difficult mm-hmm. whereas he's making the ps5 platinum an absolute ball ache like it's it's gonna be much harder 
like most of the trophies you have to get on new game plus mode hard mode like the, the lore and so people can choose if they want to go for the easier version or the harder version so i thought that was quite cool um and also uh, i actually spoke with colin privately and because when i heard this i was like well, what's happening with xbox because they'll only release one version oh of course yeah so I'd messaged him privately and just said, look, what's the script? What's going on with Xbox? And he'd said that he reckons it will be the easier list mm-hmm. that, that goes that way. So people can insert uh, Xbox casual gamer jokes at that point. <laughs> but that's a scoop because that's, that's not been held anywhere else. Heard it here first, guys. Next up, as part of Epic Games' Unreal Engine 5 event, modern Tomb Raider developer Crystal Dynamics has confirmed that a new game is now in development. And, well, that's about it. That's all they said. We don't have a title, any key art, or even a teaser trailer. The game is likely three or four years out, so there's no urgency, but maybe we will hear more during Jeff Keighley's Summer Game Fest 2022. Yeah... Again, this was almost like the Max Payne news, mm-hmm. where I was like, oh yes, another Tomb Raider. I love the Tomb Raider games. But then you think, how far away is this? <laughs> it seems like another fucking concept stage idea. Probably, yeah. Especially because Crystal Dynamics are, they've been outsourced to make um, Perfect Dark mm. for Xbox. So Why do these places always shoot a load? I don't know. So, like, yeah, it's cool to know there's more Tomb Raider coming because, like, those that latest Tomb Raider trilogy, I, I loved them. I thought they were brilliant, but they did sell kind of softly. Mm-hmm. And so you were like, well, we definitely get another one. How long will it be? Like, I'll always have a massive soft spot for Tomb Raider. Oh, like, absolutely. it's one of the reasons I'm a gamer. Mm-hmm. Like, so I always want another game and I always want it to do well. No, I was just going to say, this would be, like, the first one on Beale Engine 5 as well, wouldn't it? Mm. So. Ah, they're, they're switching engines, so... Mm-hmm. I think Tomb Raider always ran on like an engine that Crystal Dynamics used to use, but they're now moving over to this Unreal Engine 5, and it seems like everyone's moving over to it. It looks immense, though. Aye. There's some of the stuff that can be done. That Matrix demo, I think, has Aye. impressed a lot of yeah. people. I think a lot of folk are jumping on board because of that. I mean, we, we spoke about it the other week, Cyberpunk. Not Cyberpunk, but the next Witcher game, CD mm. Projekt Red. They're moving away from Red Engine, and they're going on to... Mm-hmm. Uh, Unreal yeah. Engine 5 That's as well. That's a surprise because they spent a lot of money developing that. Yeah. It seems like a lot of people are moving over. Like, you hear people talking, they're, they're saying it's all quite easy to, like, not in a bad way, but, like, copy mm. and paste assets so you can make scenes quicker. And so yeah. I think a lot of people are just like, let's fucking go on to this mm. and not fuck about. Mm. But uh, Tomb Raider's brilliant. Like, I just, you always want it to do well. But... Again, how far out is this? We're fucking ages away. Yeah. Like, because they're going to have to make... I mean, Perfect Dark's got to be at least two years away. And you can't... You've got to imagine that they'll have most of their focus on that until that's out and then Tomb Raider. So this is another four or five years. Right. E-football. Do you remember that? <laughs> no. What's that again? <laughs> is that like a cigarette or what? Well, so after six months or so out in the wild, Konami, Konami has resurfaced and plans to release their version 1.0, you know, which would normally be the first version, but this is the update um, that will be out on the day this podcast launches. 
And I'll quote what they've said here, okay. So the development team has been hard at work since to regain the trust of our esteemed fans, as well as to make the game even more enjoyable for soccer fans around the world. As part of our commitment to improving the game, we have added new commands and numerous elements, both offensive and defensive, that are prevalent to the modern game of soccer. We have also readjusted the balance of the game and fixed bugs to ensure an enjoyable gaming experience. Just some of the headline alterations include a rewrite to defensive gameplay, including the addition of a shoulder charge command and the reintroduction of pressing. The pace of passing has also been significantly increased, while a new command for Hollywood-style passes has been incorporated. The company has also made significant improvements to shooting, dribbling and online connectivity. In terms of new features and game modes, Konami's finally adding its ultimate team-esque mode named Dream Team. There's no word on when fan favourite single player features like Master League will be available, but to be fair, it does seem like Konami's focus has been on fixing the core gameplay. It's interesting because they've not said the things that are not included, which is quite a lot, as we may well discuss. <laughs> yeah. I don't know where to start with this. I know. I thought we were done with eFootball, but here we are. 1.0. Here we are, six months later, version 1.0. Hmm. It's very rare that a game would even release with version 1.0 these days. Like, usually there's about two patches before yeah. rele- before launch day. Yeah. Fucking hell. I've, I've looked at a few preview things, and it does seem like the gameplay is going to be massively improved. Possibly even approaching good. Okay. I, but that you just mean no bugs and absolute nonsense. No, or? it does look like they've they've added like a bunch of things for like it's hard to know until you get it into your hands, but it looks like they have added some really cool stuff to do with passing and shooting. Like I feel like it could be a good game of football to play, possibly. Mm-hmm. But but. <laughs> but I mean this is where they should have been back in October last year. Yeah. Like, they're not adding any new teams. So they're still only going to be fucking nine teams or something like that. Right? Apparently, they're not even increasing the amount of time you can play per half. Which is like five minutes or something. So it's still it? like five minutes a half, yeah. which is fucking demo territory. Mm-hmm. We shouldn't be giving this lot the time on our podcast. It's <laughs> a I mean fucking that, nonsense, isn't it? Because it's a, it's a total... The fact that they're profiting from people buying this. Mm. Well, it's free to play, isn't it? Yeah, well, but it's, but it's, it's free be... to play. But they've what they've done here is they've done the bare minimum so that on Thursday they're able to launch their ultimate team mode. Yeah. Like yeah. shock horror! That's the first fucking mode that's ready to come out. You know mm. what I mean? What a fucking surprise! Mm. And it's probably so you've got the you're going to have that mode, and then you've got offline where you can just play against the AI. Now, that's limited to five minutes. I bet if you fucking play their stupid Master League mode, you can play for more than five minutes, yep. which is probably another incentive. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm supposed to be off on Thursday. If I am, I'll be making a video on the game as soon as it drops, as I tend to do when a PES game comes out. But I do not have high hopes. I still think it's, I still think it's our IP PES. I mean, it is still labelled the worst reviewed game of 2021. Yeah, I mean, it deserved worst game of the year, I would say. There was some contenders right enough, but it definitely it definitely deserved it. It could even still end up being, it could end up winning this year as well. That'd be quite the back-to-back. Yeah, 
Okay, and yeah, let's not give that any more time of day. I'll just wrap up some few other bits of news that's happened in the last week. So Sniper Elite 5 has gone gold ahead of its May 26th launch, which is good news. Although only announced and released for Nintendo Switch so far, House of the Dead remake has appeared on PlayStation Network servers, which suggests that an unannounced that an announcement could be imminent for that one. Trek to Yomi has been given May the 5th release date. It launched on Xbox, PlayStation and PC and it will also be day one on Xbox Game Pass. On Sunday morning UK time during a 20th anniversary stream, Kingdom Hearts 4 was officially announced with a trailer. No platform or release window was given, however. Yeah, it seemed like a kind of strange time to announce that. I mean, it's not a game we give a fuck about, but those Kingdom Hearts games are huge. Mm. But I suppose it was a 20th anniversary stream or whatever, so... Fair enough. No, but they are huge, though. Those they games. are huge, huge games. Aye, it's not I something don't understand I understand. No, it's n- it's not for me. We're at an age now where we say that about a lot of different things. <laughs> I know. Caught up in us. Get off my land. Yeah. Cool that uh, Sniper Elite's gone gold. Mm. We're always talking about delays, but that almost probably means it's not getting delayed. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. that's it's, like it's on schedule. Yeah, so that's no, cool. If it goes gold. It should be. Yeah. Pretty much set in stone. And Trek to Yomi, been so close as well. That's cool because that game looks fucking awesome. So yeah, cool. Mm-hmm. Okay, time for this week's get in the bin. I have get in the bin. I have a few nominations this week Go from our Discord members. Um, first up, Ryan has. Well, he shared an image, which obviously on a podcast, not ideal. But if you join our Discord, we do have a Get In The Bin channel and you can go and look at the picture I'm about to explain. But basically, it's Valencia. Is that how you say the brand? Never heard of them. It's a fashion. How do you spell it? Valencia. Yeah. Um, So it's this jumper here. That is a fucking state. It's basically a blue long sleeve jumper with rips in it Holes it looks it. like like a zombie's been at it yeah it does look exactly like a yeah. zombie's been at it the description is dress distressed effect embroidered logo hoodie right and it's 1350 pounds what no yep. distressed oh, fuck i'm off. fucking distressed so, here on that price that's fashion right there but quite rightly i'll cut up my tops and sell them ryan has suggested to get that in the bin i think that's a high contender because who's paying that that's fucking awful yep um, Donnie also posted a picture of <laughs> someone who was dead and yes I saw this this is creepy as right so he basically the person who died had I guess before he died decided that he wanted to be part of his funeral so you know how like at a funeral you can get open casket or whatever well this guy had wanted his body to be like sat in a chair so that people like so that he could like look like he was part of the funeral. He wanted oh, to no. greet people basically, didn't he? Oh no. Yeah. Oh. So that's it there. Oh my god, that's him dead. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. And you would walk posed, in and see that. Like posed in a chair casually. Oh. It, I thought it was like a waxwork. Is it actually him? I think that's the dead body, yeah. Fuck my life. I yeah. didn't know that. Yeah. I thought I just assumed it was a waxwork. Oh. I sort of skimmed <laughs> past it. That's fucking awful, man. I'm gonna post that online. That's grim. That is grim. Also, Craig, 
this dawned on me the other day right uh-huh. so when we sort of rebranded our the website to pure dead gaming mm-hmm. um back in 2020 you also decided to change your twitter handle yes which is now at pure dead craig yep and hashtag was, follow me yes that i was thinking in the event that you die mm-hmm. solid chance given my diet <laughs> I mean, what am I supposed to do with that? The Twitter? I mean, yeah, because right now it says Pure Dead Craig, and that's what you would effectively be, or just at Pure Dead. Aye, change it. Just drop the Craig. Make it just at Pure Dead. <laughs> just Pure Dead. Yeah, just... I just feel like you don't really think this one to do. Or I thought it I mean, through what tremendously. Am I to, what am I supposed to put on Twitter? Hi, everyone. Sorry, at Pure Dead Craig is now at Pure Dead. Focal think it's a joke. Yeah, just say, I've got an announcement to make. Pure Dead Craig's just pure dead now. Jeez, oh. Let's hope we don't have to have that conversation. Well, I know, but... I mean, folk will just think you're taking the piss. Exactly. But then it'll be a very grim episode of the podcast <laughs> when they find out that I'm actually dead. Okay. It's probably not going to be too long until we find out. Oh, Craig, let's say that. Yeah, so there's. I reckon I've got about 23 cream eggs left in me. Yeah. <laughs> Before you're all sugared out. Yeah, so I'm not sure if Scott actually wanted to nominate this as a get in the bin, but he did post it in the Get in the Bin channel and said that his wife moaned about his youngest son using her shampoo and then she slipped up and said that it was a £30 bottle. What? And he was pretty raging about that. A £30 bottle of shampoo? Uh, evidently so, yes. Oh my word. Is that even a thing? I mean, I don't know. I don't know what brand she's using, but... Yeah. You need to get that under control, Scott. You're going to have to have a word there. I mean, I, like... I tend to buy in bulk. Like, I buy big... How bottles. much How much is our shampoo? Because I'm not getting a lot of use out of it. <laughs> <laughs> it better not be expensive. <laughs> You should still use it. I do still use it, but I'm just saying yeah. it's not a fucking priority. It better not be costing £30. You got a dry scalp if you don't. I still wash my hair. I've still got a wee bit. I'm not totally millimeters. bald. Uh, I'm millimetres, you. <laughs> Aye, that's, that's hot. That's terrible, that. Yeah. In today's economic climate, maybe Aye. reduce your shampoo usage. Yeah. Shampoo. Uh, Deadbeat Punk says Follow Fridays, not a fan of that. I know oh, he's been... not happy with that at all. <laughs> he really doesn't like that. Apparently, the same people every week keep doing hashtag Follow Friday with him on Twitter. Mm. But I mean, what an absolute error letting people know that that annoys you. Yeah, that's true. I'm, I've literally got an alarm set for this Friday mm-hmm. to put a tweet out mm-hmm. just to wind them up. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Sam Walsh nominated Manchester United, I guess, after some performance during the week. Yeah, most of the people on the Discord are Man United fans, and it's quite an entertaining place to be on a Saturday <laughs> because they cannot <laughs> buy a win, and they've got Liverpool coming up in oh, seven yeah. days. Guess who's a Liverpool fan, folks? <laughs> in fact, just see, see for just maximum annoyance, we should have the game on the TV while we record next week so that we can just be mm. like, and there's another goal, Winton. <laughs> there's another goal. Um, he also nominated Donny's jeans because he said those elite will never see the light of day again after the Vegas trip, so they may as well get in the bin. 
bleep. Did you just say the word bleep? I didn't want to swear. You'll fucking end up in the bin. <laughs> Imagine saying bleep on a Scottish bleep. podcast. Bleep. Fuck off. Um, and finally, TCG Harcourt nominated Kathleen Kennedy. Don't know why there was no context around that and no follow up, so I'm not sure. <laughs> Who's Kathleen Kennedy again? So she's like a director producer. I think she did ET Jurassic Park. All right. Uh, Jurassic, uh, and maybe no. some of the Star Wars stuff. Right. Is that uh, what she's known for? Kathleen Kennedy. Has she done something recently? I that know. I don't know. There was, as I say, there was no follow up. So I've not right. She must have done something. I don't know if I can put anyone that ever had anything to do with Jurassic Park in the bin, though. Kathleen Kennedy fired from huge TV role. I think she was part of some sort of Star Wars program and she's been fired from it. Something like that. I don't know. Not really much here. Yeah, so if you're listening, then please follow up on your explanation. We might consider it again for next week if needed. Yeah, I'm going to need a better explanation on that because it's going to take a lot for someone that made or had anything to do with Jurassic Park going in the bin. Uh, I have one entry as well. Uh, Earlier on in the week, I I think I was going to Tesco or something like that, and the guy in front of me was driving at like two mile an hour, and it was really pissing me off. And then he gets into the space... And it's not way where sometimes like if you get in somewhere, like you you see if you see someone and then you just keep seeing them throughout your whole fucking trip. Mm-hmm. You ever get that? Mm-hmm. Like you you walk into like a Tesco or something at the same time as someone, then you somehow end up in the same aisle as them constantly. Yeah. So this guy, he must have been twenty five, twenty six, but he dressed and acted like he was like fifty. And see people that do that. They can get in the fucking bin. The guy was walking and he drove in slow motion. He was walking in slow motion. He would pick stuff up in slow motion. He was a boring, annoying cunt <laughs> that just fucking clearly was sleepwalking through his life. And I've got no time for him. You've made an awful lot of assumptions about a person you don't know based on very minimal and in fact no interaction based on visual. It took him about seven seconds to pick up a block of cheese and put it in a basket. Right. Get in the bin. (laughs) Fucking get in the bin. I don't know what... If you're listening, I saw you. Get in the bin. Okay. Well, on that note, what shall we pick? Despite my anger three seconds ago... (laughs) (laughs) Uh, my nomination goes for the dead guy on the chair. That's yeah, fucking horrendous. It's, creepy, it's, it's absolutely terrifying. I don't think anybody that. should be doing that. No. Like, I don't think that's going to console anyone who's grieving. Shouldn't it be? The people shouldn't have upheld it. Or they should have read that and went, well, no doing that. <laughs> and people should have all went, agreed. Yeah. Even, Having even said, open casket freaks me out. Having yeah. said that, though, when I die, oh God. What's your <laughs> no. When I die, obviously because of the pure dead thing, mm-hmm. people aren't going to believe it. Mm-hmm. So you might have to tart me up and put me in a chair, <laughs> just so that folk are like, "I know he's definitely dead." Look at him over there, decomposing, <laughs> smelling a shite. I mean, you're probably going to have to like go live on TikTok or something like that and be like, look, there he is, face down in the cat food. <laughs> he's fucked. <laughs> Told you, he's pure dead. Yeah, okay, so 
I mean, what was what was that be? Participating in your own funeral. That's what's going in the bin this week. Yes. Yeah. Okay. We'll, we'll put the picture on Twitter as well. Yes, we will. Okay, we are moving on now to what we are now calling Pure Dead Platinum. So as much as these games will always be and forever known to most people as shitty platinums, we've decided to rename ever so slightly because turns out using the word shitty and stuff, not ideal. Yeah, and when you're trying to send series emails to publishers, it's hard, it's hard to talk <laughs> about, a section, about a section that starts with the word shitty. It's uh, it can be quite difficult. Yeah. And as as discussed previously, the games we cover in this section are not always shit. They are actually some of them kind of good, kind of enjoyable, albeit they have very easy platinum trophies, and that's why they get featured. Well, yeah, the plan would be to include a higher quality game from time to time as well. Yes, possibly sometimes. So for this week, Craig, what do you have in store for us? I have a game called Wild West Crops and it is a retro style mini Metroidvania. What does that mean? What do you mean? It's like Metroidvania is like where you will progress through like a 2D world and you can backtrack. So like there'll be bits where there's areas that are locked off but you proceed forward and then you'll unlock stuff so you can retreat back. Yeah. Uh, It's fun. It is a fun, actually, a fun wee game. Uh, I mean, it is... In the old style of shitty platinum, you can if you before you start, if you put it on easy mode, then you will be able to bang through it in about twenty minutes. I mean, there's more game than that, but you can get all the trophies in twenty minutes. Uh, the main sort of tasks are that you need to grab a hundred coins, defeat one hundred and fifty enemies. You have to defeat one boss and reach a second boss, and you have to open five treasure chests. But it's actually, like I say, the art style is quite cool. It's like a kind of, I mean, it looks like something out of the snares, but it's it's nice pixel art and it's quite a fun little game. It's actually one of the, the better ones recently. It's made by Light Up Studios and it's developed by, it's published by Rotalica. Oh, good old oh, Rotalica. Does it have a kind of Western soundtrack? Can, is that possible in the sort of bit style music? I don't remember what the music's like, but it is like a kind of Wild West style game, yeah, so it must have some sort of like, yeah, I don't know, I can't even remember now. It didn't stand out to me, but I'm sure it will. Like, it's not going to be playing Metallica in the background or anything. Metallica for Metallica. Maybe they could have a deal. But yeah, I would say 20 minutes-ish and it's only like a 2 out of 10 difficulty. If you get it on PlayStation, you get the PlayStation 4 and 5 version. Same trophy list. Uh, and it's available on Xbox as well. If you want some Gs. Don't we always? Everyone wants the Gs. Oh, the Gs. The Gs and the cheese. Yes, okay. So now we are... <laughs> Now Not we pleased. are moving on to our gaming movie time. So this past week we picked Resident Evil, the final chapter, released in 2016. So this is where Alice returns to the night where the nightmare began. Mm-hmm. She goes back to Raccoon City, to the Hive, where the Umbrella Corporation is gathering its forces for a final strike against the only remaining survivors of the apocalypse. It feels like I'm living a nightmare still watching all these films. They fucking been on forever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was alright. I thought it was alright. It was okay. 
I feel like it maybe didn't quite have the closure that I wanted. Like, I don't want to spoil the end for anyone who's not seen it, or can I say? You can say. I feel like she should have just died. But then, all of a sudden, actually, no, she was alive. Mm, yeah, because it... Well, uh, I feel like, really... you know, you sacrificed your life for the good of humanity. That's fine. Why does she need to be alive again? They cocked out. The, the story is... If you follow the story, she should have died. Yeah. But they copped out and wanted the hero to live at the end of it. Do you think it was partly in case they did make another one? Yes. 100%. Even honestly. though it was the final chapter. Yeah. Even though she, like, the director might be like, that's, that's it, that's the final one. And she's like, yep, that's me done. I bet you they had it in the back of the head. Ah, but if we don't kill her off, we could maybe come back to it. This is that's a cash cow. Nah, <laughs> fucking unreal. Did you see? Did you see the trivia? Somebody died, or two people died. During the making of this. Yep. No, it was one died and one got badly injured. Oh, she, aye, she didn't die, but, but she fucking nearly did. Aye, I wrote. Did you write down the list of injuries? No, I've, I've, well, I've got here. them. I've got them here. Wait, this is horrendous. So I made a note of this just because it was so bad. So the girl, she was a stunt double. And her name was Olivia Jackson. She was involved yeah. in a motorcycle crash during filming. Uh, she was supposed to be driving towards the camera, but the scene called for her not to wear a helmet. And the crane that had the camera on it malfunctioned and came down on her. She put her hand up to block, and she ended up with a twisted spine, broken discs, brain bleeding, shattered scapula, Nerves torn, leaking cerebral fluid. Cerebral fluid, you said the right first time. Degloved, degloved face, which is apparently when your facial skin is ripped off to reveal muscle te- tissue mm-hmm. and teeth. Shattered eye sockets, which had to be put together with tweezers. Cheekbone shards stabbing her eardrum. Fingers torn from her hand. An entire bone ripped out of her arm. Her left arm, which suffered these injuries, was injured so badly it had to be amputated. Uh, she was put into a medically induced coma for 17 days so that they could perform all these surgeries. Okay. I mean, I'm not trying to be funny, but she literally like would have looked like a zombie after this. Like, do you know what I mean? Like... <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Very good. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> Have I lowered the tone? Yeah. Oh, Jesus. I've never heard of injuries that bad. That's awful. She's lost. Oh, this is there. Holy fuck! Oh, I don't need to see it. Is it bad? No, no. It's well. It's after the amputation, right? But it's above the elbow. Oh, a spine. Oh, look at everything. Oh, my God. Oh, I... I'm right, I'll pass on that. heavily compensated for... Well, for that. well, no. <laughs> it says here that... So, Paul W.S. Anderson was so devastated by the accident that he nearly quit the film uh, while uh, Mila Jojovic visited her in hospital. It said here that the girl sued and won the... Uh, 
from with the production company because the they initially tried to offer her thirty three thousand dollars compensation. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Which in America you have to pay for your medical bills, mm. and given those list of injuries, it must have been millions. Yeah. So the fact well, I've been putting a coma is probably yeah. not cheap. Imagine if you just come out and fucking whack you in the back of the head. Imagine being that lawyer and having to be like, so uh, we'd like to offer you 33,000. And she's sitting there with her arm hanging off. Oh. Like, fucking hell. Like the gloved face. Aye. That's what it's starting to look like a zombie. Aye. The gloved fucking face. Big time. Holy shit. But she lived. Another guy died. Aye, the other guy. <laughs> During filming in South Africa, an improperly secured Humvee slid off a rotating platform crushing crew, crew member Ricardo Cornelius against a wall. He was rushed to the hospital and placed on life support, but he died a few hours later. It was the film's second on-set accident and the only fatal one. Oh, good, it was only a fatal one. Jeez. I mean, that's cursed. bad, isn't it? That is a cursed set, that. Cursed one. Not Imagine, good. You wouldn't want to go back, would you? No. No. After not... after that happened to that girl and then that guy dies, I'd be like, I'm fucking out. Even the <laughs> See first you one, later. even the first one, the the injuries with the lassie, but I, I just feel weird here. And then another guy dies, I'd definitely be like, fucking, nah, I don't want to, don't want to go back to work after that. Yeah. No thanks. Yeah, be in a very uncomfortable and mm, the environment. Yeah, but bringing it back onto the film. Like, my first question was, where the fuck is Ada Wong? Where's Leon Kennedy? Where's Jill Valentine? Like, this film's supposed to be set three weeks after the 2012 film. When they were all there. They didn't tie up. Nothing. Nothing, really. They just tied up the overall story. That was it. None None of the wee tiny plot points along the way. But, nah. I thought it was interesting as well. I think we spoke about this last week. Or certainly when we did the 2012 Resident Evil film, we noted about how there was like a four-year gap between the last one and this one. Mm-hmm. And we're like, oh, maybe they went back to the drawing board and they tried to come up with some new ideas because the 2012 one was a bit tired and played out. But apparently that wasn't the case at all. It was supposed to come out a lot earlier, but Mila Jojovic had a kid mm. and that's why it was delayed. And the kid stars in it. That's she... right. Yeah, she plays the hive, yeah. the hive queen. Because that girl, by this point, was too old to play yeah, the role. She grew up. Uh, I I noticed that right away. Actually, I was like, oh, that looks like me. It totally looks like her. Mm. Her daughter looks hundred percent like her. I was like, that looks like me. Would you too much? Then I I read the trailer that she'd taken over that role. Because like, she's married to the director, the director IWS yeah. Paul Anderson. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I thought it was all right. I thought some of the action sequences, look, it, it looked good. I thought it was filmed well. This, the, first, this... the first sequence with that big fuck off, like albatross bird thing or whatever, mm. that was pretty cool. I liked that. Um, but it was just the story was lacking. Really. Yeah. The, so. the scene I really liked was, well, not seen it with multiple scenes, but I really liked the visual of the two big fuck off tanks just coming towards the city with a mound of zombies behind them. Like, I thought that was, like, a really daunting, cool... Yeah. It was really well done, that. 
and when they had like her outside and they were just had her by the rope so the zombies were chasing her to try and get in for her and stuff like that like the action scenes like you say i thought they were pretty good but they just they were out yeah. ideas with the story oh well, you're bringing wesker back again and then the fucking other guy, he's how many times has he been cloned? Yeah. Yeah, you know, fucking hell. And then he comes back at the end. Where are we? And you're like, oh fuck, there's the he's the real guy now. And you're like, oh fuck Christ's sake. But is he the real guy or is he not? Like as soon <laughs> as they start go as soon as somebody dies and they're like, Oh, it was a clone, you're like, right, well now you can just do what the fuck you want. Because and then the clone's off his it? head, he kills the fucking main guy. Christ, he's totally off his tits. Yeah, let's move to ratings, I think, because it is what it is. Yeah, it was, meh. That's my... Yeah. Pieage. I'm going to go for meh pies. <laughs> meh pies. <laughs> two. Two? Yeah. I'm either two or three. I'll go two. I'll go two as well. Two. And I have a little bit of feedback and some audience pies. See, I was going to go three, but then I've only got, I could only eat two pies tonight. <laughs> so Squinny got in touch. He said one pie. That movie sucked. And then on the other end of the spectrum, we had Gary. Well, not the other kind of middling. Gary said this felt like a big step up from the last two to me. I still like the first, second, and the twenty twenty one film better, but this would be fourth out of four hundred for me. Three pies. Yeah, I feel like I would find it hard actually to decipher which ones which and go back and sort of put them in order of preference because I don't know they've all just blended into one now at this point, and I think because we have watched them all kind of and not too far apart of a mm-hmm. like, yeah time frame. My my top three would be the twenty twenty one film. I I think that's my favorite, mm-hmm. just because it does closely follow the first and second games, and I love those two games. Then it would be the second one because that was quite funny, and then maybe the first one. Mm-hmm. They would be my three, but uh, it's kind of hard. They they yeah. do all kind of start to roll together, don't they? Um, and the audience pies was fifty four percent for three. Uh, 29% for 4 only mm-hmm. 14% gave it 2 4% gave it 1 and 0 gave it 5 hmm. Hmm. that's about right I would say yeah. good mix okay so next week we're sort of gonna go a little off off the beaten path. Yes, and the we're, Batman. We're gonna go for the Batman. The Batman hits HBO Max at the end of this week, so there's gonna be a lot of people watching it for the first time. You've not seen it, Andy's not seen it. I'm looking forward to seeing it again. And since we're sort of we're not out of gaming films, but we're starting to get we're towards the end, we we can start to pepper other stuff in as well because we want to keep the movie section going. So we'll be taking. Down the line, we will be taking suggestions. We'll be coming up with other films ourselves to cover. Even documentaries. Possibly. Um, but yeah, so it feels like it's a big, it's going to be a big event, this film coming out, and it's going to be in the kind of public consciousness. So I know there's a lot of people that listen to this podcast that have said that they're going to be watching it soon. So, yeah, we'll cover that next week. And finally, it's time for our pick of the week. Pick of the week. Pick of the week. 
Pack of the week, pack of the week, pack of the week, pack of the week. It's a very light week this week, and as such, Craig is going to give us a pick of the week this week rather than our usual poll because there's not enough pollage items to pull. Pollage items. Aye, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's a pretty slim pickings week like we finally came to the end of the busy period i think star wars was the last big release until arguably trek to yomi if not then probably sniper elite at the end of may so it's good because it's going to give us actually a bit of time to catch up but there is a game coming out this week called road 96 which looks quite interesting it came out on switch last year and it's coming to xbox and playstation this week and it's like a point and click style game but it is the synopsis says the game follows several teenage hitchhikers as they attempt to flee from the nation of Petria. So I don't know too much about it. I know it got pretty decent reviews. I was speaking to a few people on Twitter this week who said it was a game of the year Ooh. so far. So high praise. But it looks like it's got a pretty good story behind it and it can play out in many different ways. And so, yeah, art style looked cool as well. And I thought that was probably the best option for pick of the week. We do, I think it's out on, it's out the day this podcast launches. I have it sitting on the PlayStation, so I'll probably be checking it out tonight. Okay, thank you. And that basically wraps our episode up for this week. As I mentioned... Basically. That's Mm. (laughs) NDA'd. As I mentioned at the start, if you like what you hear, then do make sure you subscribe for future episodes. And if you can, please leave a little review on whatever podcast platform you listen to on you can of course or we'll hunt you down you can of course keep up to date with all things pure dead gaming by following us on our social channels as well just search pure dead gaming and you will find us and you can also join our discord as well so you can chat to us before the next episode yeah we're all lovely people we are indeed and yeah with that said goodbye goodbye goodbye